Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. And he is greatly to be praised. If you're at home or wherever you are right now, I just want you to lift up your hands and just tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come on and give him some praise. Clap your hands. Whatever you need to do to give our God some praise. Let's praise and magnify him. He's worthy of all the praise, glory, and honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a righteous God. He's a magnificent God. He's an awesome God. He's a wonderful God. Wonderful is his name. Mighty is his name. Holy is his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth and give God praise today. Just for the simple fact that he woke you up again. Come on and give him praise. He didn't have to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 100, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. Pause. We are his people. (laughs) Anybody grateful to be his people? And the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. If you're glad to be his people, come on and just tell him thank you. Because his people are covered. Hallelujah. His people are covered. His people are provided for. And we give him praise. Hallelujah. We ask right now, Jesus, that you would have your way. Come into this place wherever we are, God. We want to feel your presence, God. We thank you, Father. We love you. Have your way. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, wherever you are, come on, put your hands together. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Regardless of what's going on, I will rejoice. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands. the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will rejoice and be glad One more time, say. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You declare that today. You say it at home. I will rejoice and be oh, glad. Oh, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. I will rejoice 
Praise. Come on, praise them like you're here with me. We give you the praise, God. So lift your voice and say, Hallelujah. Lift your voice and say, Hallelujah. Lift your voice and say, Hallelujah. We say, Do it one more time. Come on. Hey, 
is wonder-working power. There is wonder-working power. Hey, say, when I, when I, when I call. One more time. There is wonder-working power. There is wonder-working power. Come on, one more time. Say, when I call your name, it may not be good while it's working, but I know it's working out for me. Just any power, but all power. Hey. Hallelujah. Come on and worship our King. Hallelujah. You don't have to stop. You can worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a song that says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There is something about that name. We call you Master, Savior, Jesus. And earth proclaim that kings and kingdoms, they'll all pass away. But there's something about that name. One more time. Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus, there is something about that name. We call you Master, Savior, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim that kings oh, and kingdoms, they'll all pass away. But there's something said, but there's something, oh, 
that is something about his name. Hallelujah. Come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because there's something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. And it is the sweetest name. I'm going to leave it with you. I know. And oh, how I love the name Jesus. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. And it is the sweetest name. I know there's something about the name. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name Jesus. Oh, it is the sweetest. the name of Jesus is grace be to you and peace from God our Father blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and he has seated us in those 
heavenly places, right where those spiritual blessings are. What a privilege it is just to be together again, even if only virtually. God has allowed us to come together and share in this worship experience. Let me say thank you to those of whom my wife and I got to see yesterday. What a pleasure it was to see you as you came to pick up your communion elements and to those who dropped off cards and gifts for us um, or who have blessed us with, uh, with gifts in the Givelify app or whatever you did. Thank you. You have been kind. You have chosen to be kind to us. And we don't take that lightly, but then that's how you've been for the last 16 years. Can you believe it's been 16 years already? It was the last Sunday in September of 2004 that my father passed the mantle of pastoral leadership of this great congregation to me. And I am blessed to be your pastor. Let me say there are so many who work so hard and sacrifice so much for the success of the Mount Calvary Nation and for the glory of God. All the volunteers, all of the staff, the ministry leaders, thank you. I am certainly grateful to you for the work that you do for the kingdom. And I'm grateful for and to my children, if they are watching right now, they had better be. They also sacrifice. They share their parents and their lives with a thousand other people. And then certainly I thank my wife, who with grace and style and patience and love and a sense of humor and uh, and a sense of fighting for her husband if she has to, all in the power of the Spirit. She rises to every challenge of being, first of all, my wife, but then also being the elect lady of the Mount Calvary Nation. And before we get into this lesson, um, Lady C, I'd like you to come to say a few words to address the Mount Calvary family right there in your living room right where you are would you welcome the elect lady of the Mount Calvary Nation Lady Chanel good morning Mount Calvary family I have missed you so much it was so good to see everybody um, that came by was able to make it by yesterday to greet my husband and I and I just want to thank you all for 16 wonderful years um, of just wonderful memories and um, opportunities to serve you. Um, thank you for supporting my husband and my family. Um, and I don't take it lightly. I thank you all for your calls and your support during the time that we've been away. But since we've been away, I've been reflecting on what it means to be part of a nation. When we call ourselves Mount Calvary Nation, it's more than just a statement or a term. It means actually, according to a definition, a loose definition, a stable community of people formed on a basis of a common language, 
territory, history, ethnicity, or a psychological makeup manifested in the culture. A nation has also been defined as a conscious of autonomy and unity and particular interest. This means when we say Mount Calvary Nation, it's more than just a bragging right to show how proud we are of our pastor when he preaches well, or when we're doing things the way we think church is supposed to be done. It's more than how we celebrate uh, our favorite team winning. It is part of our identity and who we are. And in order to be a nation, we have to be a part of a nation. We have to be involved in contributing. And I thank you for all of you who serve and are active and, and have been active, whether virtually or doing what you can. But when we come back, I will be so grateful, not only to put my arms around you and hug you, but to see everyone actively contributing to the Mount Calvary Nation. You all make me so proud to be the elect lady of Mount Calvary Nation. And I just thank you all. I love you. Thank you to the team and my family um, and all of those, like I said, who have been lifelong supporters of us and um, during the past 16 years. God bless you all. Thank you. All right, let's get into the Word of God for today. We are still slow walking through the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, because here at Mount Calvary this year, we are rediscovering the church that Jesus built. Looking at the way we do church, attempting with the help of the Holy Ghost to align ourselves with what the Bible says that his church is. We are making adjustments so that we look like what he was talking about when he said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There is promised victory for the church that Jesus built. But as I've said several times before, God is not obligated to bless what he didn't build or sanction. And we want to be his church. And so we started looking back on Pentecost Sunday, uh, what most would consider the birthday of the church. We, had, we started looking at the book of Acts and we have been looking at the early church as the model of what church is. Starting with the Holy Spirit being poured out and the miracle of tongues and moving to how the Lord was growing the church supernaturally in spite of some of the people like Ananias and Sapphira who thought that they could lie to the Holy Ghost and get away with it nevertheless the church of the living God was growing and as such the apostles needed help with the feeding program remember there were some Greek speaking widows who were being overlooked when the food was being passed out and so the people chose seven men to present to the apostles for appointment to this service. Men who were full of the Holy Ghost. Men who were full of wisdom and who had a good reputation. One of these men named Stephen got into some trouble and even lost his life for preaching the truth. 
He was stoned to death while a man named Saul held the coats of those who killed him. And by the time we get into chapter 8 today, the Bible says that this man Saul not only helped them out, he didn't just hold their coats, but he approved of their killing Deacon Stephen. King James Version says he consented to us, but that word consented, consented is not quite strong enough. The word literally means he was pleased with it. He applauded it. He applauded the killing of Stephen for the sake of the gospel. And after Stephen is martyred, the Bible says that there was great persecution of the church there at Jerusalem, so much so that they all, all of these apostles, all of these, pardon me, disciples, except for the apostles, were scattered. They were dispersed. They were driven out to Judea and to Samaria. And here's what verse 4 says, which is where we're going to concentrate today. This is our stopping point today. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures, Acts chapter 8 at verse 4. Here's what it says. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Just one verse, Acts 8 chapter, chapter 8 verse 4. That's what I want to preach for a little while today. I want to preach from the subject, scattered, scattered. Say that with me, scattered. The persecution that was going on at Jerusalem caused the church to be scattered, to be driven off. They dispersed. See, they had been huddled at Jerusalem, but then kind of like bowling pins after a ball makes contact, they were scattered. Comfortable in the city where they received the Holy Ghost, parked at the place of their last miracle, resting in the region of the last move of God. Jerusalem is where God had poured out of his spirit. This is where they saw 3,000 people saved that one day when Peter preached. This is where they witnessed the man who had been carried to the gate because he was lame. This is where they saw him get up and go into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. Jerusalem. This is where they were sharing their possessions so that there was not a need among them that went unmet. This is church as they know it, new life as they know it. They're fellowshipping, they're praying, they're learning, they're sharing, they're growing, but now all of a sudden they're scattered, they're dispersed, they're separated, they're driven out. And I've come to speak to somebody this morning who feels that same pain. Somebody who, if you were asked right now what you feel like in life, your true, honest, open, transparent answer would be, I feel scattered. You were in a place of comfort, but now you feel like you've been scattered. You were in a familiar place, but now you're just scattered. You were in what you thought was a safe place, but now you're Scattered. You were in a place you thought you'd be in for the rest of your life, and now you're scattered. You were in a growing place. I mean, God had worked some miracles for you in that space. You've seen God move in that space. 
You know his voice in that place. You felt his hand in that place. You grew as a believer in that place. You've seen God provide in that place. You knew how to operate in that place. You knew how to church in that place. But now, now you catch yourself wondering, what is this? How did I get here? Did I do something wrong? Did I take a wrong turn? Now you just feel scattered in the middle of the unfamiliar, in new territory. Well, let's let the text teach us some things about when God scatters his people. And I won't be long, uh, but first of all, I want you to notice th this first thing, that scattering is passive. Their scattering is passive. I'm in the text the word scattered in verses 1 and 4 is preceded in the English language with the word were. They were scattered. In the original language, it's written in the aorist tense in the passive voice. What does that mean, Reverend? In the passive voice means that the subject is the recipient of the action, not the performer of the action. Let me show you what I mean. Uh... The Bible says they were scattered. In other words, they didn't scatter themselves. They were scattered. They didn't just up and decide that they were going to move from their comfort zone. They didn't just decide that they were going to scatter. Someone or something was behind that scattering. Well, let me just cut on across the field and tell you that I know who was behind their scattering. I know who scattered them. It was God. The one who saved them was the same one who scattered them. The one who filled them with the Holy Ghost was the same one who scattered them. The one who called them together is the same one who scattered them. The one who brought them to that place was the one responsible for them being scattered from that place. We'll get into why in just a little bit, but I want you to notice what God used to move them. He used persecution to move his people from where they were to where they needed to be. He allowed mistreatment to motivate his people to move. He allowed what looked like the enemy to press his people out of the huddle into the mission field. Because, get this saints, sometimes promotion looks like persecution. And I want to tell you right now that there are some things in your life that look like the devil is winning. But when all is said and done, it is not to kill you, it's to move you. It's not to destroy you, it's to displace you. It's not to eradicate you, it's to elevate you. Ask Joseph, ask Joseph, whose very own brothers put him in a pit, sold him into slavery, and started a whole chain that looked like it would be his end, but it landed him in Pharaoh's palace as second in command because what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord meant for your good. You know what the Bible says. All things work together for good to them who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. 
The scattering was passive because God knows most of us will not move on our own when we're comfortable where we are. If it were left up to us, we'd stay stuck at the place of the last miracle. If it were up to us, we would stay stuck right where we are. We would stay stuck trying to make something permanent that was intended to be seasonal. Stuck building a temple where there's supposed to be a tent. Stuck, content, stalled when you should be advancing and reaching new levels, continuing on to what the Lord has next for you, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing on. And so God, in his divine wisdom, he lets a thorn come to push you past where you are. He lets some trouble rise that makes us run to him and seek his face. He lets some unheard virus invade the country and change the very way we live and work and play and worship. He allows a president to get in office that threatens the very existence of this union. He allows a round of layoffs to get you out of a job you already know you had outgrown. He allows that man to walk away out of your life because you can't get anywhere shackled to that kind of dead weight. He allowed them to mistreat you because otherwise you wouldn't move. God does the scattering. Uh, but I've come to tell you today that while the scattering is passive, number two, the scattering is also purposeful. It is not without reason that God is scattering us. He is not just doing this for his own pleasure. He is not doing it because he is sadistic. Listen, God is not sadistic. He is not cruel. He is not toying with us. And let me announce, neither is the scattering a punishment. God is not scattering his people here because they have done something wrong. He is not scattering his people here to teach them a lesson. But there is a purpose in the scattering. There is a plan in this movement. You see, when Jesus was leaving instructions I'm almost done he said you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth but you see you cannot be a witness in Judea and stay in Jerusalem at the same time so the Lord had to get them out of Jerusalem so he could get them into the place where they could extend the witness. I'm in the text. The Bible says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. That was the purpose of the scattering. So they could get the word out about Jesus. Now, don't get hung up on that word there, preaching. Don't get hung up on that. Matthew Henry, in his commentary, I know he's a much more educated man than I. He's a, uh, he was a, a, a theologian, right? A scholar. Um, and he says that the ones who were scattered were the preachers. But when I look into the original text of this, when you look at the word that's used there for preaching, it is not the word keruso, not the word that we generally see for preaching. This is not talking about the preacher. This is not 
talking about the one who trumpets the word of God not talking about the one who heralds and cries aloud from the pulpit or the platform no this word is euangelizo the word from which we get the word evangelize in other words just to share the gospel you see these people have seen some things in Jerusalem that the people in Judea have not seen God have mercy they've seen some things in Jerusalem that the people in Samaria don't know about and God scattered them God allowed them to go through so that they could be the witness and so that they could go out so they come so 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 they they come to Judea and they come to Samaria so they can share what they've seen where they were so they can preach the good news to a dying world and and I got to tell you saint that's why God is scattering you because there is somebody in your new place that needs to know what God did for you in your old place there's somebody in what's coming who needs to know what God does in what has passed so we can tell them what we've seen so we can tell them what we know so we can tell them our story so we can tell them the story God scatters us so we can tell a dying world of a living Savior God is not scattering you to punish you God is scattering you so you can tell them about what you used to be but God you can tell them I used to be a liar but God you can tell them I used to be a cheater but God you can tell them I used to be a whoremonger but God I used to be a user but God I used to be a drug addict but God I used to be effeminate but God I used to be a backbiter but God we're being scattered to get the gospel out we're being scattered to spread the good news we're being scattered because we've been in these beautiful buildings on our comfortable pews in our air-conditioned sanctuary behind our stained glass windows with our clickish behavior for too long we're being scattered because church the world needs to know that Jesus died for your sins and mine the world needs to know that Jesus died on a hill called Calvary he lived a sinless life but he died a sinner's death the world needs to know that he was buried the world needs to know that in three days he got up from the grave with all power in his hand the world needs to know that he went back to the Father and is seated at the right hand. The world needs to know that he sent the Holy Ghost so we could have power, so we could have power, so we could have power to live the witness. So it's all right. It's okay. Scatter me. Scatter me. Blow on me and send me out I'll be a witness I'll be a witness 
because I've got a story. I came to Jesus just as I was, weary, wounded, and sad. But I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. I'll be a witness because I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I, I'll be a witness because this is my story and this is my song that's why i'm praising my savior glory to jesus glory to jesus glory to jesus glory to jesus hallelujah hallelujah Thank God for his scattering. Thank God for his scattering. Thank God he didn't leave you there. Thank God for his scattering. You didn't understand it. It didn't feel good. You didn't like it. But thank God for his scattering. If it were left to us, we would have stayed right at the place of the last miracle. But God has a plan. He's got a plan, and you're a part of his plan. And so he couldn't leave you in Jerusalem. He couldn't leave you in that place. You got work to do. There's some people in Judea and Samaria who need to know what you saw in Jerusalem. Thank God that he loves us enough and is faithful enough to his own word to scatter his people. <laughs> so the Lord, help us not to complain. Help us not to bellyache and moan. You know what you do? You do what these people did in verse 4. The Bible says, therefore, they that were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Wow. What I love is that God uses this, this man named Saul, and we'll get to him in a little bit as we slow walk through Acts. God uses this man named Saul to persecute the church this same man that he's got a plan for. I might get in trouble for saying it, but you can't convince me that Saul was out of the will of God when he was persecuting the church. God had a plan for him too. He just didn't know it. And I got to tell you, if you are watching me right now and you have not accepted Jesus, you have not come on board, you haven't accepted what he's done so you can be a part of the Lord's family, you may not know it yet, but God's got a plan for you too. You may be on the wrong side right now. 
but God is going to get the glory and the fact that you are listening right now God's got a plan for you here's what you need to know God loved the world so much that's everybody without exception that he gave his only begotten son that's Jesus Christ that whosoever believes in him that's anybody should not perish but have everlasting life that's good news God didn't send the, the, his son into the world to condemn the world but so that the world through him might be saved here's what you do confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead the Bible says you shall be saved that's good news listen you're not sure you're saved you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity you can be saved today just confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord that means he's in charge he's running stuff and we're not send us a note send us a message put it in the comments that you're ready to give your life to Jesus Christ and today can be your rebirth day God bless you. We're so grateful for Jesus. So grateful for what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. As we remember the sacrifice made for us at Calvary. If you have your elements, you can get them ready now. as you do it, the Lord said, do it in remembrance of me. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, he gave thanks, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, this bread is my body given for you. Now take and eat all of it. Likewise, in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks and gave it to his disciples and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for the remission, for the payment for sins. Now take and drink all of it. And we thank God for the blood of Jesus. Let me say a couple of things, and then Deacon Sandifer is going to come. Um, first of all, we had a, a very special birthday this week. I mean, every birthday of anybody in the Mount Calvary Nation is special. But I got to tell you, there's only one among us who, uh, who stood by her husband, the pastor of this church, who served as uh, the, the first lady of this church for 46 years. My mother, Mrs. Bobby Winston who turned 87 this week. What a blessing, what a privilege, and we're grateful for her. Uh, I do want to share with you um, Letitia Martin, and I have to apologize to her because we here at the church and I as pastor, we dropped the ball, but I did not tell you uh, last week that her mother and grandmother passed 
would you please keep Tish in your prayers? Would you please keep her in your prayers uh, as she and her family go through this very difficult time? It also hurts my heart to tell you that, uh, that our own sister Dorothy Barr passed this week. Uh, we don't know funeral arrangements yet, but if you would, uh, keep your ear to the ground. Let's pray for Akila and for my Akilah and the entire uh, Barr and Starks and Wortham families. Uh, also, would you please pray for uh, Deborah Robinson? Deborah Robinson. Um, she is in Miami Valley Hospital awaiting some test results, um, and she is going to Cleveland Clinic here in the next week or so uh, for heart surgery. So would you please keep her in your prayers? We've seen God do it. We know that he is a healer, all right? And, um, and we'll pray for those results and for the upcoming surgery. Uh, I'm going to ask Brother Sandifer to come, and then I'll come back with the closing prayer. All right? God bless you. like to say uh, good morning Pastor Sam, good morning uh, Lady Lexi, good morning Mount Calvary Nation and friends. Uh, I come to you this morning um, to share with you something that I didn't know, you know, it's the saying that you learn something new all the time. Uh, I just learned a couple days ago that this is National Appreciation, uh, Pastoral Appreciation Month. But I come here today not because it's National Pastoral Appreciation Day, but I come because it's the Appreciation Day for our pastor. And pastor, I want to say we really appreciate you and all that you have done for us. You know, um, 16 years ago, you know, you took over the mantle, you know, of the shepherd of this place. And since then, you know, we have grown. Um, one of one of our deacons and one of uh, my mentors, uh, Deacon Clinton Yokely, uh, said years ago there was something that he wanted uh, me to memorize and some of the others to memorize, and that was, in the word of God, I see the Son of God, and I am transformed by the Spirit of God to do the will of God. And I can say that you do the will of God by teaching and preaching to us all that we need to do. You know, um, we've been learning from you that we are the church, not this building. You know, and wherever we go, that is where the church is. So on behalf of Mount Calvary Nation, I would like to show to you, give to you an appreciation, a token of appreciation from us to you. Uh, and to your wife and to your children who have uh, sacrificed and shared with us, you and your wife. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Deke. I appreciate you. I thought he was going to sing. They, uh, he asked me right before service. 
He said, at the end of service, can I have just a few minutes? I got my own mic. And um, I, I braced myself. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what he was, I didn't know he was going to, you want to sing, D? <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to pray. And then my wife and I are going to hang around for a while with the deacons. Um, oh, let me, let me uh, tell you, if you want to continue to give, thank you for your generosity. Um, you can give by Givelify, which is an app on your phone. You download the app, uh, tap, give, and you're, uh, and you're done. Or you can give by uh, text to give. That number is 937-543-5169. Or you can give by the cash app. That handle is dollar sign MT. C-A-L-B, I'm sorry, M-B-C, Mount Cal M-B-C. Uh, or if you choose, you can uh, come through the parking lot. The deacons and I and my wife will be out there for about the next hour or so. And you can put it in the deacons' glove-covered hands. Come on by. We would love to see your smiling face. I can't believe it's been this long since we've been together uh, in person. But if you choose, you can come on between now and about 1230. Uh, we'll be out in the parking lot to greet the family. All right. Let's pray and, um, and pronounce the Lord's blessing. Father, thank you so much for allowing us this opportunity to be together today virtually. Thank you for the technology that supports this. I thank you, Lord, for the crews that make this possible, for the people working that nobody ever sees at home. I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for, uh, for 16 years together as pastor and people, for your glory alone. Father, we are privileged to be used by you. Thank you for including us in your plan. May you always get the glory out of this part of your family and you alone. Father, we pray for those who have lost loved ones. For Tish, we pray, and for the Barr family. Would you comfort them supernaturally with the Holy Ghost? Father, I pray for Deborah. You are in charge. I thank you for the knowledge that the doctors have. But they only know some stuff. All they have is knowledge. You have all knowledge and all power. And I'm asking that you would touch her body, touch and heal her, God. Guide the surgeon's hands. I thank you for good testimony that, that will come out of this scattering experience. For your glory alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Let all the saints agree together. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.